Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we don't strive to be tastemakers, objective, uh, make objective value judgments, or be professional critics here. We're just a couple of morons in a basement listening to stuff that we like, sometimes don't like, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you do like, regardless of our opinions on it. If you like something, buy records, go see bands, support the bands in whatever way you see fit. The format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. It's all listeners submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to and talk about them. I'm going to apologize up front. I'm not doing a annoying vocal fry. I just played three shows in a row and my voice is a little shot. Mm. You know, mm. just, it just happens. My, yeah. I, we were talking last night about on our way home about how we wish we could stay out longer. But uh, after three shows, my voice is already sounding like this. So yeah. I need to do something. Vocal exercises, more tea. I don't know what to do. I'm, I've become a lozenge boy, and I think that's helped somewhat. And I've kind of relearned how to use my voice a little bit. So I wasn't sounding too bad on stage last night, but I'm pretty blown out. Yeah, you sound pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you're you're the superhuman man that you are. Constitution. Yeah. High constitution. Yes, high constitution role. That's exactly right. So on that note, I guess I wanted to just say, well, let me do the housekeeping and then I'll move on to that. So if you want to submit music to the show, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Five bucks and up gets you access to all our content. Ten bucks and up gets you access to all our content, plus the tapes that we release and fund through the Patreon. Mm. We have the Rascal Heights of Despair uh, cassette at press right now. Mm -hmm. I just approved the test tape for it today. I approved the art for it two days ago, so we should have those in hand within the next week, two weeks, and then we will get them out to all of our Patreon subscribers and have them up for sale online. And then finally, if you want to uh, call and leave us a message, you can do so at 260-222-8341. So what I was going to say is my my newish band, uh, Colossal Man, did like a couple days out of town. We did a show at the Bug House with our buddies Who Decides from Rochester, New York. And then the two our two bands popped over to Springfield, Illinois. And then we finished it out solo by playing in Indianapolis. We played the record release show of this band, DRLN, that we hopped on. And, uh, man, I, I talked about it recently that, you know, the Midwest is popping, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the Springfield, Illinois show at Dumb Records, uh, shout out to Drew and B who helped facilitate that. I had talked to you and Ked mentioned on the show, I've seen videos and photos and all the shows there look cool, but you don't know until you really go there and mm -hmm. you can't really get like a feel for the space necessarily until you're in it. Right. I would say probably one of the best shows I, I've ever played in a hardcore band like period. Really? That's so, good. So fucking good. Packed house. Um, all the kids went off stage dives the whole time. Great energy. Everyone was really nice. Drew and B who organized the show really great. Paid the band super well. No bullshit. No fuckery. Everything started and ended on time. And all the kids, like the young kids that were there for the show, a group of them helped 
like rearrange and break down like the venue because it's just uh, the side room of a record store yeah. that also houses records. So a group of like 10 kids helped set up the spot for the show. And then as soon as the show was done, they helped clean up and put everything back how it was. No questions asked, needed no direction. Everybody knew what to do and they all just worked together like little worker bees or ants. That's well, great. It that's, was fucking sick. That's the kind of community and, you know, interconnectedness we need if we ever want peace and anarchy. That's true for sure. But I don't think that we can. The problem is once you get outside of about 10, 19 year olds, yeah. it begins to collapse quickly. Right. But in that little group of 10, 19 to 28 year olds, with those specific ones, they right. really got the job done. It was one of my favorite shows I, I think I've ever played. It was a fucking blast. I would love for when we're back up and running to get Parasitic Twins out there. I want to go back with uh, Colossal Man for sure. Yeah. Super well attended, very enthusiastic. Home Invasion uh, from Chicago came down and fucking ripped as well. And the local bands, one of the local bands, uh, Fatal Dose, I believe, it was like their first show. And then the bassist, I think it was his first show ever, period, in a band. And they sounded sick. Like all of us were like, holy shit, I can't believe that... A, all these kids are in high school, and B, this was their first show ever. That's right. fucking wild. Right. And then Drew from Prevention uh, and a couple other mem members of Prevention play in this band, too. Shroud closed the show out. Just straight up, just regular guy, straight up hardcore. Really, really solid. Again, everybody in Colossal Man and Who Decides was like, damn, this, this rips. This is really fucking good. Yeah. And then the Indianapolis show was fucking crazy, too. It was all Indiana bands. So it was us who hopped on last minute, um, a performance artist kind of power electronics -y thing that opened the show named James James Doe mm -hmm. uh, Full Stride also regular guy hardcore from Bloomington Indiana and then DRLN okay. from Indianapolis whose record release show was it was at Square Cap Vinyl in Fountain Square so it was all area bands regional bands no bands from further than uh, 2 hours away from Indianapolis and it was like well over 200 paid Nice. Uh, on a Saturday night for all Indiana bands. Nice. It's pretty fucking nuts. So Indiana is in a in a good spot right now. Illinois is in a good spot. Ohio's in a good spot. I I won't um I won't uh harp on it too much because I talked about it last week or the week before, but actually going out there with a band and like playing some of the spots that I had gotten reports were doing very well and seeing it up close, I can confirm shit is really fucking cool right now. So if you are thinking about coming through Indianapolis or Bloomington or Springfield or whatever, man, those places are really, really fucking awesome right now. I had a blast. Okay. So it was sick. Cool. Sounds I'm, fun. I'm feeling good. Cool. I'm feeling reinvigorated. Cool. On that topic too, I mentioned <coughs> Shroud and Full Stride are both regular hardcore, right? And I would classify what I'm doing with uh, Colossal Man as regular normal hardcore and uh it seems like based on some of the bands that whose demos are popping this year so far the there is a a resurgence of interest in just regular old hardcore mm. um which is nice and i'm feeling very refreshed by that because clarify regular hardcore because you you and i both know so yeah have a feeling we might yeah. be totally on the same page right we have a feeling but clarify uh, it's broad right i think i think regular hardcore can be anywhere from like 80s u.s hardcore informed stuff up to like the revival of that type of shit and the stuff that sits on the periphery of that like 
vaguely New York hardcore inspired stuff that isn't like too street, maybe a little bit bounce, a little bit of bounce to it. Some of the stuff that's like straight down the middle, like tear it up or look back and laugh, shit mm -hmm. like that. Just normal hardcore, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like no modifier, this is hardcore music, right? Sure. Not too breakdowny, not too chuggy, not too groovy. Just like somewhere in you that middle. You don't call it metalcore. You, you don't, don't call it fastcore. No, it's just right? hardcore. Okay. And that can take a few different forms or several different permuta permutations. But largely, it seems like people are are aching for it. And right. the demos that are coming out, I mean, even the fact, I like the Colossal Man demo. I think it's good. It's doing a lot better than I thought it would. Sure. Right. It seems like people are hungry. Was that NPR? Well, that's true. It was on the NPR playlist, right? Uh, so I think people are hungry for that kind of stuff. And I was thinking about it before I came over here. And I was thinking about the fact that as, as happy as I am, and I'm not disparaging this at all, I think it's genuinely sick. As happy as I am that hard, hardcore has grown to encompass not over only like an inc increasingly inclusive sort of spread of people who are making and participating with the music, but also the idea that like, like Joel puts forth, like they're hardcore for the freaks. Right. Mm -hmm. And certainly like shows in Fort Wayne, those kids are not hardcore kids, quote unquote, they're right. fucking freaky little weirdos. Right. And I think that's cool. Like I f genuinely think that's sick at the same time though, when I got into hardcore, I was already into freaky weirdo stuff. Mm -hmm. I was way into butthole surfers, mm -hmm. right? I was way into like no wave shit and mm -hmm. suicide and all that stuff. And it all appealed to me. Mm -hmm. And I like to be challenged by music, et cetera. But the thing that attracted me to the early hardcore that I discovered w were not those qualities. Right. It was the fact that it was artless. When I heard butthole surfers, I thought these are artists with well, ideas. Yeah. And they got... They got jammed up by their own vices. Right, sure, yes. You and, know. And when I heard but when I heard that stuff, I mean just thinking as somebody who already was aspiring to make things of my own, mm -hmm. when I heard that shit, I was like, damn, these are like adult artists with ideas that me kids, as a kid yeah, I can't really kids. comprehend right. and I couldn't replicate. So when I heard SSD, I was like, these are steel workers with guitars, you know? And I was like, yeah. oh, I can do that. Okay. So let's think let's let's name some bands. I'll uh -huh. name some bands and you uh -huh. tell me if they're regular hardcore. Okay, sure. Negative approach. Yeah, regular hardcore. Mm, see, I don't know. It is. Yeah. But it's it's so singular yeah but it's like the archetype dude there's so many bands that have tried to co copy negative approach yeah i okay, would say okay, negative approach okay. is like archetypal regular hardcore okay um uh shark attack the quintessential regular right. hardcore so i think there's a big difference between negative approach and shark attack sure but i think they largely speak to the same type of person and okay. I think they're largely getting the same job done, okay. right? I think I think if you're putting on tied down or if you're putting like blood in the water on, mm -hmm. you're largely meeting the same sort of emotional and mental needs, mm -hmm. right? They're speaking to the same type of individual or the same type of emotional need. Okay. Shark Attack, though, I think is literally the perfect that's right it, down that, the middle. So that's what I think about, like yes. the, you know, Shark Attack breakdown. Um, how about um, Long Knife? No. No, no, I would not say so. I agree. No, I agree. Um, what about a band like I don't know, like um, Turning Point? Turning Point is like you could throw them in in Youth Crew, and with the early stuff, and then they got very emotional. I would say no. It's okay. on the it's on the periphery, right? But no, okay. like side by side. 
regular hardcore. Okay. Turning point, a little too far afield. Okay. Um, how about Kulo? Uh, no, definitely no. not. Not regular hardcore? No, that's mutant. That's mutant guy. We're snotty heroin addict guy hardcore. That's, well, that, that, but, but that's only the context and knowing it. But sure. like before you knew anything about the band, yeah. you listened to like my brain, is, my brain is Hanging Upside Down demo. Sure. There ain't a big fucking difference between that and something like, you know, like any one of the Sorry State or No Way Records. That's true, but th there's something in it that I can I can hear the beret on the heads of the guys making the okay. music. You know what I mean? Bootlicker. Yeah. Bootlicker's regular Bootlicker's hardcore. regular hardcore. It, it is like uh, the only thing I would say about Bootlicker that may omit it from inclusion is that it's so retro, you know, like mm -hmm. decidedly intentionally retro. Whereas a band like Shark Attack, the reason I think that perfectly sums up what I'm talking about, you could say Shark Attack, you could say uh, No Justice, anything from that scene in general. Um, the reason to me that that perfectly personifies what I'm talking about is that it both ha has the sensibilities of classic American hardcore and simultaneously is not trying to directly replicate anything about that stuff per se. So, okay, so that's that's what I was that's kind of what I was thinking too is that it's it's very much a, a creation of the moment. Exactly. It's, yes. It's not necessarily um, as we've been saying or I've been saying lately, like a genre study. Yes, and it mo and 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 it most likely arrives at these sort of archetypal sounds that exist and have existed within hardcore from jump mm -hmm. because a certain type of mind is just going to create those when they think about what are the elements that like speak to me musically in this genre mm -hmm. and like whether you were negative approach in 1983 or whether you were the dudes in shark attack right in 2001 right you're probably going to put together a similar thing okay mk ultra I would say no. 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 Um, how about uh, Warthog? Nah, nah. Nah? Nah. Okay. So we're, we're dialing it in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're dialing it in a little bit. Again, okay. that's like they're doing something that's very clearly like we're doing DB kind of stuff. Uh -huh. Maybe skinny headband guys like this. Okay. Strong Boys. Strong Boys is pretty fucking close. Pretty close? Pretty close. Like Again, like the 86 mentality thing is like there's so much like – oi in that in the dna and there's like a particular type of thing going on there a very a, such a specific type of like imagery and how the band presents etc but like for lack of a better place to put them yeah right you know and, and we can safely exclude any like 90s victory record stuff yeah all the way out we can safely exclude like metallic anything with a metallic band yes anything with a metallic so band. even if it go you go all the way back to like you know like early metallic hardcore sure that's yeah. all excluded all excluded there's no rorschach no there's no judge right no killing time right right yeah maybe killing, killing time. time maybe killing, killing time. time's like the cutoff yeah yeah okay killing time's like the cutoff. Yeah, well, as soon as i said killing time then i thought yeah uh, yeah killing time's like maybe the cutoff. killing time right yes okay chain whip uh, it's on the border chain it's punky pretty pretty punk pretty rocking. It's punky yeah it's punky and rocking pretty rocking yeah. out cold yeah, one hundred percent. Again, down the middle, out cold, quintessential so, archetypal. So I think hardcore. that like chain whip just maybe barely crosses the line that out cold doesn't. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. All right. I think we have a pretty good working. Yeah. I think. I think. I think we're in there. Mean. Right. Yeah. Can't be like Scandi. No. no not not really. No, no. Not really. Not really. It, it, it's a pretty. Not to say there aren't 
certainly there are plenty of international bands that have have done it but it is a very uh, like first wave u.s hardcore it's a very american phenomenon electric chair sure sure right yeah okay okay i think we've dialed it in so yeah for okay. sure yes right. like it's it's usually fast but definitely not blazingly fast right it's adequately fast there are mosh parts right. certainly but they're not chugging along right it is not metal it's not metal right there may or may not be a uh a hair of groove, but it's not a it's not a cr- critical component of what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be an incidental component if you're coming at it from a raw deal breakdown angle, but you don't have to come to it from that angle. It's always um, not necessarily goofy, not meaning goofy, but it's always uh, juvenile and artless. Ex- yes, it has to be artless. Right. Has to be the minute a, like a, the, it's a blunt instrument. Yes, the minute a, a modicum of art or intentionality comes into it, right. it's out the fucking right. window, dude. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I think maybe there's a little bit of a a little a little a little lack of self awareness there. Yeah. You know. Yes. Like I don't know if you can be by my reckoning as we just the 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 the, the definition that we're arriving on. Yeah. I don't think if you can you can be a no modifier hardcore band if you're doing it tongue in cheek. Yeah, not entirely. I mean, I think you can have some awareness that what you're doing is dumb, but also be like you have to be kind of stoked on that. Right. Like I know that Colossal Man is a stupid fucking sure, band, but sure. I'm like also genuinely like I think that's fucking cool. Right, but you, know? you can't be you, you, you I'm not it's not a joke. Right. You yeah, know? They, yeah, that's my point. Like I'm I'm laughing but I'm not I'm not joking. In, in the same way that like I'm not a real big fan of you know these these bougie fucking suave metal bands that lean real heavy into the like exactly. oh it's a fucking joke right 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 exactly yeah. yeah same deal yeah and so I think that kind of stuff right now is having a moment which feels good for an idiot like me mm-hmm. because trust I seek out plenty of artful stuff but largely what I come to hardcore for is not art right <laughs> you know what I mean right. I come to it to meet my most base needs right and I'm really psyched that just dumb guy regular hardcore is having a particular moment right now and i feel thankful that i happened to start a band at the perfect moment to uh to jump in on that yeah you know? okay i think even the new parasitic twin stuff is kind of it's pretty it's pretty regular regular hardcore with maybe we're again we're maybe in that we're on the border of it like with bootlicker where there's like some retro sensibility to it, and there's certainly like some D beat, and we're there are some components of like maybe we're too intentional with the songwriting, whereas like when I wrote oh. the when I wrote the Colossal Man stuff, I was like, what's the what's the mosh part? You know yeah, what I mean? What's well, the right. dumb well, see, riff? We're, we're, we're yeah. exhaustingly intentional. Yes, exactly. And so it, I think and it that doesn't even fucking show, right? <laughs> it doesn't pay off. It doesn't fucking pay yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think we're maybe a little outside it for that reason. Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's that's it. That went longer than I expected to yeah. go. But I'm glad that well, you. We had, we had to I'm, dial it in. I'm glad that we arrived on a like had, a, a we generally. Had, we had to fucking definition. dial it in, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, you got anything you wanna you wanna address before we jump into the queue? I'm feeling contrarian tonight. Oh great! <laughs> right. Oh, I got that feeling before yeah, you, when we had a conversation you, you were before about, we you were telling me about some antics at a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and the and the justice that was meted out at a show. I didn't characterize it that way. And uh, I said I really don't give a shit. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, just for the record, right. for anyone listening, I didn't characterize the it folks, that way the all. folks involved could not matter to me less. Yeah. That's because you don't know them. Well, there's plenty of people I do know that couldn't matter to me less. 
Yeah, so that's that's true too. Right. I find myself in that camp as well. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. I was fucking silently raging against the fucking eggheads. I think we're gonna have to kill them before they kill us. Yeah, yeah. What, like the the scientists? No, not not scientists. Right. But like the fucking eggheads, the eggheads that like I don't know, dude. Seriously, the progress at all costs, guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna have to kill them. Yeah, I, I think it's probably coming down to that because it's sure. not even progress. No, it's not. No, it's right. not progress. We're gonna have to fucking kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it might be coming to that for um, sure. You know, there was like. Did you see the image of the Pope in a puffer jacket? I did see that image. It's an yeah. is it an AI? It's image? an AI. Yeah, image, I would right? assume so, right? But like, it tricked a bunch of people. Of course, right? Uh, even dude, even the very clearly AI images of Trump, quote unquote, getting arrested. Yeah, there was like CNN articles, right. like, "Hey, the, these images are fake." That's it's what like, I mean. Dude, look like, at them. Like, yes, of course they're like, fake. Like I've seen, you know, like I've seen a bunch of AI images, and when I look at them, like there's always something a little off, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, "Man, it's yeah. fucking fake." Well, and also like. I think you and I take for granted that we have some sort of working grasp of what reality looks like. Yes. So I can just look at that and go, oh, that's probably fake. Right. Even if there's no right. clear visual tells other than that, like, hmm, this doesn't align with my perception of what reality right. is. Right. And most people don't have that. I'm They're a, just like, oh, I'm okay. I'll let you know the, the picture of the Pope in a puffer jacket. Yeah. It did trip me. Sure. I looked at it and I was like, all right, I guess the Vatican might have stumbled upon something that, like, looks like that. Sure. That doesn't seem implausible. It's not implausible. So, and and I really, I was really fucking indignant. You were indignant that it got you a little and it bit. It got me. Yeah, sure. And then it's like we need to kill these people. <coughs> yeah. And we need to kill their projects before yeah. it kills us. That's true. My my only, well, never. Nah, I'm not even gonna go. I was gonna say like my only concern is like maybe the research is too far developed that like. Now, even if we don't research it or like take it to its logical conclusion, somebody else is going to somebody worse. But like, I don't know. I think I, they're all. I bad. don't think you could get any. Worse. I was gonna say I think they're all bad. I don't think you could yeah. get any worse, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know the worst of the worst is already fucking. But yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and it's just man, I don't know. I was working. I was just like. Name me one fucking thing in my lifetime that's gotten actually gotten fucking better thanks to these motherfuckers. Yeah, we're we're headed towards a a dune. Uh, what is it like the com the computer computer wars? I can't remember what it's yeah. called. And like yeah, the, yeah. that that happened to yeah. basically yeah. set the dune universe on right. the course that where there is no no more thinking machines. Right, right. We're headed towards that. Right, I think. Yeah, it's not good. Well, we need to get there. Yeah, yeah. We need to fucking yeah. get there and come yeah. to our goddamn senses. <laughs> I would I would agree with you. I mean, shit, people are barely even fucking thinking. Yeah, that's true. How the hell are we supposed to deal with a with a fucking computer that can uh, trick us all with a picture of the Pope. Yeah, we're gonna get Ultron pretty quick if we're not uh, if we're not careful. I just and I, I hate them I hate these motherfuckers, man. I do too. How, how fucking god damn it. The fucking hubris, the hubris to foist yourself upon me like this. Yeah, I know. I know, man. It's uh, it's troubling, it's concerning, and it's the infuriating. Fucking, and name me one good thing this is for. Sure. Yeah. Name I'm, me one. I mean, you, yeah. I, the only arguments I think that you could be made is like assisting in sort of like automating tasks that humans Here's don't need thing. to do. Here's the thing. I'm not talking about faster. Sure. More organized. Right. I'm not talking about easier, right. more entertaining. Sure. None of those things are necessarily good. Right, right, right. Name me one good thing. Sure, yeah. I, I think that's actually an important distinction, right? Because like those things are in a vacuum are not necessarily right. good. And I think it's also important to note that any sort of good end that these could be applied to is not in... <laughs> 
it's not within the game plan of the powers that be, right? No. So, like, for example, if, like, this sort of AI uh, enabled the type of automation that would eliminate, like, an entire job sector, and also in conjunction with that, our our country was moving into some sort of semi-planned economy that would provide like a UBI or something to uh, accommodate the people that were put out of work, that would be a different conversation. But in fact, that is not what's going to play out at all. There will just be a job sector that doesn't exist anymore and a bunch of people that are forced to fight for scraps right. with nobody providing anything to compensate right. them for like the work they no longer right. have, right? right. So, and yeah. to, to a one, yeah. every motherfucker that's working on this sort of shit, yeah. to a one, they're all the fucking same for and sure. utter dis regard or naivety yeah yeah for sure and it has to be one of those two things yeah or th or a third thing just being a pure a avarice just being yes pure, pure, <laughs> just being pure a, ego yes. and avarice yeah yeah exactly yes the, right. the worst and that's thing. why hang them yeah for sure right yeah, i think festoon I think right. festoon the fucking the, the major highways of our cities with them yeah get yeah. them get them because they're gonna get you yeah i don't think you're wrong man i think you're probably right so about that. that's literally what my brain turned on all Day. Okay. Well, hopefully we can make you feel a little bit better with some good music. Okay. Because I will say, looking at a, at the queue this week, uh, as I was setting everything up before the show, we might be, this might be a bangers only week. Um, every single thing in the queue looks good. Um, and some of them I know for a fact are good. So let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about what we are going to be listening to and potentially listening to this week. So first up, I have got uh, Fugitive Bubble with Delusion. This was sent in by Stuart. This is uh, out on the label Stucco, which is based out of Olympia, Washington. And, you know, it looks like some punk rock stuff. They're it, playing indie on the 3rd. Oh, are on they? May 3rd. Are they really? Yes, they are. Okay. I wonder who that's with. It's still TBA, so mm -hmm. see who's uh, see who's doing that. But it looks cool. Then we have got Blow Your Brains Out with The Big Escape. This was sent to me by both Ryan Donahoe, Ever Reliable. Oh, I got an email about this from Quality Control. Yes, and Zach. Yep, this is out on Quality Control. It's a Japanese band. So a couple different people sent this in uh, and said it was real good. Then we have Arette with their demo. So this was sent in by Andy, who plays in Artificial Joy, mm -hmm. who uh, thanked us for featuring his band. Mm -hmm. Very good fucking band, mm -hmm. Andy. Uh, and said this is a newer project that features some of the members of Artificial Joy. They're playing some post-punk. Then we have got Pig Earth with Exit Wound. This was sent to us by Calvin. Um, this is a band out of Bellingham, Washington. I don't know that uh, I don't know that he included much information about this, if any. I think it was just I think it was just a link. Then we have got Curse of Flesh with Spiritual per Preservation Through Self-Immolation. We had this band's demo on the show and enjoyed mm, it. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that skull. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I hope my skull looks like. Yes, exactly. Yes, the art was sick. Um, so this was said to us by Alec, who said it is a, uh, a sick follow-up to the demo. Then we have got Snarling Dogs with their demo. This is a band out of Pittsburgh, so you already know it's good. It's like members of Ratnip and other various sure. sick fucking Pittsburgh bands. Sure. Pittsburgh, uh, we've said it before, but like increasingly so with that new illiterates lp like uh very speed plan the, that, that dude, speed plans oh, record is one of the best i've heard that's definitely insane that's definitely top of the, one of the top of the year in fucking sane everyone likes that record mm -hmm. like uh, there is not a single person i know who has heard that who's not like oh this is the best record this year uh so yes the new speed plans and the new illiterates records and now this new snarling dogs demo um this was sent in by both tj and callum 
you already know what you're getting. This is going to fucking rock. Then we have got Paprika with their new two-wear tape smoked. Paprika is going to be at the bug house in like less than two weeks. I got to lock down one other local for the show. I was hoping that we could play, but then our drummer had a baby. So yeah, so it ain't going that way. Um, but this was sent up by... When are they supposed to play? Uh, April 6th, yeah, I want to say. Yeah, that's too, the too ba- soon. The baby's still going to yeah, need him. Yeah, the ba- yeah, the baby still needs our boy. God, dude, what... That see why doesn't there for somebody fucking work on something to make babies grow up faster and get them the fuck out of the way? Now there's an idea, right? Yeah, put some put some put some effort and some money behind that project. Yes, get, yes. Get the babies growing get up. Get the babies quicker. growing up and out the fucking door yeah. so we can get back to doing cool shit again. Yes, but in actuality, in actuality, what's going to happen is there's going to be like AI robot maids to care for the babies. Fine, fuck it. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> this is that this. is fine. Okay, that's that's a reasonable application. Yeah. Yeah, robot nannies. Yes. Yeah, I I would agree. Take care of them while I go do cool shit. Fuck off. Yeah, the metal monkey mom. Yeah. Um. So this is uh, their new tour tape, Smoked. It's four songs, and it's out. I think it is the inaugural inaugural release of Jeremy, the vocalist of this band, and our good buddy, his new label, Chaos and Chill. I think this is the first thing. I offered uh, to, to give this a premiere spot on this uh-huh. week's episode, but uh, but Levi said, you know, it's just a tour tape. We got something. We got an LP coming out on Iron Lung this year. We don't want to yeah. monopolize the space. If the dice lands on it, cool. Um, then we've got Ectospire with Formless Horrors. This was sent to us by Thomas, who said it's some uh, some rad death metal stuff, although he said he admits he is not like super well-versed in the genre. So to people who are really into death metal, maybe this is just boring old run-of-the-mill death metal, but to him, it rips. <laughs> which I, I appreciate just sure. saying like, hey, I don't know anything yeah. about this, but I yeah. think it's pretty good. Well, Transylvania Tapes puts out good shit. Yeah, so. they do, for sure. Uh, then we've got Rhododendrons with Stop the World. Uh, this is out on un- Unlawful Assembly out of Milwaukee. This was sent in by DK, um, who said it's like some Chicago-based uh, synthy punk stuff. Mm. Um, and he said he was surprised that we haven't had this on the show before. So, mm. I wonder if they cover the John Christ song. He stopped the world. You think? God damn, dude. Every time I think about that, I, it's like I I put it out of my mind. It's a good and song. Then it's you really say funny. It and then I, yeah. It's really funny. It is really funny. And then last up, we have Such Cruelty with Belligerence. Um, this is a band from Greenville, South Carolina. It was sent in by Dawson, who said he's not sure if we will like it, but that uh, Greenville has some cool stuff going on, that these are some young, cool kids doing a band, and that he thinks they deserve to get big upped as such. Okay. So let's roll the dice, see what's up first. All right. Okay, 10. Okay, so we're, start, we're, starting, the, we're starting the show out with the one that somebody said, hey, I don't know if you'll like this or not, but that's okay because it leaves the door open for everything else, which all looks like stuff that I'll probably definitely like. Um, so this is Such Cruelty with Belligerence. Um, the song that was recommended to us is the second song on here, Bitch Made, which is also the name of a gel song. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's okay. We're not we're not patenting or copywriting song names. I, no. It, you know, if, if you feel the same way that gel felt and you arrived at the same word combination to describe the music you put out, God bless. I want to do a cover record. Yeah. Of contemporary songs. We've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. that's what I want to call do. Call it superior renditions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about yeah, that. That's before. right. I, I forgot. I love that idea. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's get into it. We're going to listen to Bitch Made by Such Cruelty off of Belligerence. Do it. 
the song bitch made by the band such cruelty from greenville south carolina off of their uh let's see second release they had a demo in june of last year this just came out in march so <clears throat> this month uh belligerence how'd you feel about that yeah yeah not my sure. thing i mean listen yeah lots of kids like this sort of shit yeah i fucking don't goddamn the motherfucker that ever introduced bass drops into hardcore dude i was i was trying to find the origin of that you know what i think it is what the breakdown of Doomsayer by Hatebreed. Well, there you go. Yep. I fucking hate Hatebreed. Yeah, I know you do. I love them. I love that song too, but I, that is the earliest example that I can think of where there was like an 808 bass drop to signal a breakdown. God damn it. It's the earliest example I can think of. I hear that and I'm, uh, no, fuck Yeah, that. yeah, I hate an 808 ba bass drop in a, in a fucking hardcore song for sure. No, I mean, listen. <clears throat> have you know we always say it we always say it as like a consolation prize as if my fucking pity matters or some shit have fun have fun yeah right <laughs> for sure yeah right because i know you are and that's good because that's the whole fucking point right yeah greenville looks to be halfway between charlotte and mm -hmm. atlanta yes yeah yeah right about, yeah way up in northwestern north carolina uh, south carolina yeah ain't nothing going on up there i think there is some stuff going on there now i think there's a i think there's a, a well pretty, yeah a pretty vibrant that's scene what i'm saying there. this yeah. band is playing so i'm like yeah fucking stoked that there's a good scene in greenville sure right? yeah that's fucking sick yeah but nah you know i don't like stuff like yeah. this the person that submitted i don't like stuff like this yeah yeah, yeah for sure right knock it off <laughs> I don't think you got to knock it off, but yeah, I'm, I'm in the same camp. This is, you know, if we talked about regular, regular hardcore, this is like, we kind of were characterizing it maybe on the last episode or the episode before it. This is like, it's like, it's Zoomer core. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It is like, it is Gen Z core in the sense that it is, it's this kind of amorphous. It holds no allegiance. No, it holds no allegiance at all. It's the only sort of <clears throat> defining characteristics of this stuff to me are that it is, it all has this sort of hard to pin down, but omnipresent jump the fuck up in this about it. It, it, ha it all oh, has, yeah. it all has a post slipknot yeah. energy oh, to for it. Sure. You for know sure. what I mean? And like, you can hear it really clearly in uh -huh. there. And I wouldn't go so far as to say, oh, this ain't hardcore. I think it, I think it is. Mm -hmm. I think it clearly sure. is some iteration of hardcore. And most of it is very fiercely DIY. If by if for no other reason than the pure necessity of the it, fact that it, this will never get big. It incorporates a few elements of new metal. Yes. But it is still firmly in the hardcore camp. Yes. Right? Right. Not that we're gatekeepers, but we do it every fucking week. Sure, yeah. Right? Yes. But there's plenty of shit current 
that is fully in the new metal camp. That's true. That ain't even fucking close. No. Yeah, 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 for sure. This is, I mean, there's local bands doing plenty of stuff. Sure. Plenty of local bands in this sure. northern Indiana doing stuff exactly like right. this, right? And it's not really for me, but when I see it live and when a bunch of young kids are very enthusiastic about it, I still have a warm feeling towards what is going on, even if the music doesn't resonate with me. Right. And that's how I feel about this. Only I'm not in the room with this. I don't know these kids. So it doesn't elicit the same sort of warm feelings from me. Nah. But I can imagine everybody's having a good time with this. You're young. You're living in the moment. You're having a good time. You're making the music that resonates with right. you. God bless. I right. have no ill will. It, it ain't for me. You're not making it for me. I don't care about it. You don't care that I you don't, don't care. You don't want me to be there in the first fucking place. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, exactly. I'm just a big old turd in the middle right. of your good time. I'm you a know? stinky old man. Yeah. Incontinent. Well, not incontinent, but um, um, something's going on down there. <laughs> yeah, something bad's going right? on, yeah. Usually. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, you don't want me there. Nah. No, that's cool because I don't want to be there. You guys do you, I'll do me. Right. Right? Yeah. I'll be over here on the shitter list in the fucking intense degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right, what's next? One. Okay. One is Fugitive Bubble with Delusion. This is uh this is the release that's out on Stucco out of Olympia, Washington. Let's uh let's jump in. I don't think that I had any particular songs recommended to me on well, this. Well, Cenobite is way shorter. It is way shorter. There is also a uh a title track to the record that is happens to be about right in the middle of the record. So let's can, do that. We can go with that. We're gonna yeah. listen to Delusion off the record of the same name by the band Fugitive Bubble. heard the song delusion off the record of the same name by the band fugitive bubble uh this band appears to be out of olympia where the label is based as well so i really liked i, I had a general idea of probably where this was going to fall based on the fact that it looks like this and it's from olympia washington mm -hmm. and it's on a label called stucco there are a lot of things here 
indicating what's about to occur. Sure. I will say though, some of my, uh, some of my expectations here were undermined in certain ways. When this got faster, um, and more overtly punk, yeah, that was a really nice surprise. And it was almost as if this was, it was recreating a thing that never actually existed but a thing that kind of exists in my brain, which is the amorphous space in the 80s between punk and hardcore, where there weren't a lot of bands that exactly sounded like this, but there were plenty of bands that kind of straddled that line. Like for me, this felt equal parts Suburban lawn, Lawns and Zero Boys, right? You had like the sort of more overtly like, oh, this is quote unquote egg punk stuff. And then when it got fast, it felt like that 80s, fast punk stuff that was on the periphery of hardcore but felt distinct from it at the same time mm -hmm. which i think zero boys falls like perfectly into that category for me where it's like vicious circle is like ki kind of a hardcore record but kind of not really and this band was kind of a hardcore punk band and kind of not really too yeah. and it seems like they're very aware of that because their tags are like bumpkin d beat art punk hardcore post-punk seems like they're very intentionally taking various things that they like all of a retro variety putting them in a blender and i think the sort of sonic dichotomy on display here worked pretty well i liked the push and pull of the two to the two components in this yeah the the, i didn't look at the tags until the end yeah me neither um i didn't really know what to expect per se uh, but when it came in, it almost sounded it almost sounded like kind of like a cow punk. Yeah, a little bit sort with of the kind of like lackadaisical shuffle beat. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, and I thought it might go a bit more of like an indie rock way sure. after that instead yeah. of into the fast part. Yeah, yeah, I like this pretty good. It's it, I, I like this. It's pretty good. Um, the LP is coming out in the sorry state. Oh, is it? Later this summer, it cool. says, and the tape is out now. Sick. So, yeah, this is this is pretty sick. I want to hear the rest of it. And depending on what I'm doing, maybe we make a road trip down to Indy on the third. Yeah, for sure. I can see this. I, I can see this coming. I can see like Pat and the Pissers or something playing the playing mm -hmm. this show. Yeah, I'm getting the Pissers back up here in July too. Okay, just between go. just between me and you and every just and just the thousands of people us. listening right. to this. Get right, the, get those Pissers back up. Yeah, here. for sure. But yeah, I can see I can see like this yeah. this going over yeah. well with like the Pissers down in Indy. I like this a lot too. I'm going to listen to the rest of this. Mm -hmm. All right, what's uh what's next? One again. All right, one is blow your brains out which comes highly recommended from several sources. The Big Escape is the name of the record. It's out on Quality Control. A glowing endorsement in and of itself. Um, the first song is queued up to play. It looks pretty representative of the uh, runtime of everything else on the record, around two minutes long. So we're going to listen to No Control by Blow Your Brains Out off of The Big Escape.
All right, now we're talking. <clears throat> so that was No Control by Blow Your Brains Out off of uh, their, I believe, debut 12-inch, The Big Escape, which was a follow-up to a demo that they put out. So that was regular hardcore of the New York substrata via Japan, via the UK. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and, and towing right up the same line that Killing Time does. For sure, yeah. It's, a, it's like I wouldn't describe that as metallic, but certainly the members have heard a metal band or two. Yes. Yeah. You know? It comes right up to a line. Um, you know, the description says it all because it mentions straight off Cro-Mags. Sure, yes. Of right? course. Yeah. But yeah. A lot, of, a lot of fucking Cro-Mag riffs in that song. A lot of Cro-Mag riffs, Cro-Mags riffs in that song. I loved it. I mean, I'm in the mood for this right now. It's also spring is springing. Mm-hmm. And, like, my brain gets dumber when the weather gets warmer. Yeah. I, I cease introspecting. I, seek, I cease uh, seeking greater truth. And I go right, right into hanging out and getting loose mode. Yeah. And I'm ready for that moment of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm more than ready. The winter has been brutal on my brain and my, and my poor delicate little heart. And I'm ready to have a good time. Yeah. And these are some good time jams. Yeah, they are good time jams. I liked this a lot. I thought it was great. It is a... It's a, a distinctly quality control style band of this particular. This fits right alongside Big Cheese or whatever. Right. You know, it's a little bit more serious. It's a little bit more pro. This is this is really like quality control has really shifted fully into this sort of mode. Yeah, for sure. At least for now. Right. You know, like it was like pretty much like 86 mentality. Right. Yeah. You burly, know, burly. Burly Boston sort of yeah, stuff. Sure. It's pretty much fully in this mode. Now. Yeah. At least for now. And I think maybe that's just like when you run, I, I like that about a label that has any longevity is that you can track where a person is at kind mm-hmm. of based on like a little pocket of releases in their discography yeah. and be like, Oh man, I was really feeling New York stuff during this time. Right. During this time I was really feeling mm-hmm. boy infused kind of Boston crew type stuff. Right. And I like that about quality control is that you have your kind of little mini era eras. Cause yes, you're right. Like, um, I just, and I don't know how I missed it, but the antagonism release freeze motherfuckers that came out in November of last year. I just listened to that this week and I mm-hmm. totally forgot what I was going to big up that at the beginning of the show. Also, in this vein and it fucking rocks. Right. So they also, I will say not only are they fully kind of pivoted to this right now of all the labels that are dabbling in this type of shit. I think whoever runs quality control probably has at least, you know, to my taste has the best ear for this kind of stuff. Cause pretty much without fail, if something like this comes out on quality control, I'm like, yeah, this is about the best version of this that you could do. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Right. Yep. I thought this was real good, man. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. If I if I play with a band that sounds like this and is this good on any particular date of like an out of town run, the probably the best band I played with on that run. Sure, you know, sure, really good. We'll probably pick up this record. What is? Oh, blow your brains out. That's well, what yeah. BYOB. Yeah, yeah, blow your brains out. Yep. No. BYBO. BYBO. Yeah. BYOB would be bring your own beer. So year, years ago, right when uh-huh. I was in college, yeah, staying up in a cabin mm-hmm. with some friends of mine doing some fucking research on birds right sure they wanted to go bowling okay call a bowling alley down in clearfield pa bring your own ball yeah, yeah. this guy says yeah hey, come on it's byob and i'm like fuck yeah so i hang up and i'm like it's byob man you gotta bring your own ball like i, I legitimately did <laughs> not know what that know. meant yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know stupid straight edge me yes i was like it's bring your own ball the guy said byob <laughs> That's really good, man. Yeah, it wasn't. There were only four lanes. They were all warped. Yeah. They had balls. Sure. But 
Yeah. No beer. <laughs> no beer. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't bum you out too bad. No. You didn't have to bring your own ball, so you were happy. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? I ain't got anything else to say about that. That was, was good. good. It was sick. It was really good. Yeah. I wish I wasn't uh, on a little bit of a crunch right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Same. You know? Yeah, I'm about to. I'm I'm almost paid off with one of my student loans. I'm like in the f- home stretch. You're in the home stretch. I'm in the home stretch. I have seven hundred bucks left on one of my loans. Money well spent. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude! The amount of money just that ha- the amount of money that has gone to just interest and not even the principal mm-hmm. over the years is mm-hmm. would make me vomit if I actually Don't thought about it. it. Don't look at it. Oh, I will not. Oh, I will not. I just am saying seven hundred left. Pretty good. Almost right. done. Right. That's the most thought I'm putting right. into that. Yeah. All right, what uh, what's next? Two. All right, two is Pig Earth with Exit Wound. This is a band out of Bellingham, Washington. So we got we got two Bellingham bands to, or uh, two Washington bands tonight in the queue, or in the uh, in the episode already. I don't believe that any particular songs were recommended to us. Um, the first one is queued up. So we're gonna listen to the Burning Body by Pig Earth off of their release Exit Wound.
right, we just heard the burning body off the release Exit Wound by the band Pig Earth from Bellingham, Washington. How'd you like that? Not at all what I expected. No, me neither. Not at all. No. So the name of the band? Yeah. I, I didn't look at the picture of the people playing the music. I didn't either. Maybe if I had looked at that, I would have I would have expected this a little bit more. It always shocks me. Yeah. And it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. But it always shocks me when you get a band of fo like young folks mm -hmm. that are just basically playing a version of rock and roll just straightforward rock and roll yeah for sure this is very washington in every way yeah i liked it yeah, i liked it too i liked it but it was not what i was expecting at all no and like i said if i saw this band live i'd be like holy shit they're actually playing a song yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so the, yeah so this is very washington in every way i mean in the sense to, to me what this conjured up was that sort of uh, shifting amorphous space in the late 80s before grunge kind of congealed. Mm, yep. And it was all of this sort of post-Wipers, post-Melvins, mud-honey thing where they were fundamentally playing rock and roll through a DIY punk lens. They weren't really playing punk, but they were playing rock and roll that couldn't, you could not arrive upon without punk and hardcore. Yeah, like it's it's at the bottom here. They have a descriptor, mm -hmm. a tag, senile rock. <laughs> okay, sure, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Which at the time I was like, I don't, I don't know. They're the only band if you click on that that right. shows up as senile rock. Yeah. So I don't know if that tag's actually working for them. Yeah, probably not. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of like uh, I'm. We're tired, and I just want to play some pretty stripped down, straightforward rock and roll. Yeah. For sure, you know, yeah, yeah. This is this this is some Pacific Northwest rock and roll for sure. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I don't know that I can say that much more about it. Um, it, like I said, it fits right into that space for me. Where like this easily could be a lost band from that era. This this if you dug this up and were like, oh, this is a band's demo from 1988. They were playing with like Green River and like early Mud Honey and yeah, and yeah, Tad yeah. And yeah, yeah. Shit. I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Right. Oh, and Dale Crover was in right. the band for like a year. Right. Oh, it's, okay, it's got cool. like it's got like youthful angst and irreverence. Yeah. But it the musically speaking, it doesn't have like the just the teeth. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? It's just a little more sedate. Yeah, yeah. It's it is it's like ethically and aesthetically punk even though it has more in common sonically with Neil Young than it probably does yeah. with Minor Threat, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But again, like you couldn't arrive to this without both of those things. Right. I liked it. Thought it was real good. Um we'll we'll for sure spend the rest of this uh this uh I think what's I think is their debut yeah, release. I think so. And it sounds good too. Sounds for good. this type of shit. Yeah. That was like perfectly recorded. The tones were great. No, solid like, tape too. Six songs. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the shorter that, I mean, the, the two minutes and 40 seconds is, is the shortest song there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So if you like it, you're getting a nice little chunk of music here for six bucks. And, what a steal. And the presentation is good. Yeah. I, re I really, really like how this tape looks like the yeah. layout and everything yeah. is fucking sick. And again, not immediately revealing in terms of what you're about to hear, but no, I'm, seriously, if I, you look at that, if you look at the fucking, just the artwork on the cover. Yeah. This is hardcore. Yeah, for sure. At least some iteration of like DIY, yeah. lo-fi hardcore shit. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right. What's next? Cooking along tonight. Yeah. Five. All right, five is Ectospire 
with formless horrors. Formless horrors. Yeah, formless horrors. I took a class in college my freshman year to get to like a, you know, whatever, uh-huh. English course out of the way. Sure. Horror and literature. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I had to fucking correct people that it wasn't horror in literature. Right, sure. But that could be a class too. Yeah. There's plenty of that. Plenty of that going on in historical literature. <laughs> I needed a book to uh, write a report on post-haste because I put it off. Uh-huh. My dad bought me a Goosebumps book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't fucking read this. <laughs> yeah, that's for little babies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's jump right into it. The first song is also the title track. So we're going to listen to Formless Horrors off of uh, the release of the same name by the band Ectospire.
we just heard the song Formless Horror off the release of the same name by Ectospire. I think that this is their debut release, four-song tape that is available on Transylvanian Recordings currently, if you liked what you heard. Nate, did you like what you heard? It's okay. The intro is fucking too long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna land in exactly the same place with this. Right? Yeah. Like once it got going, yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Good and heavy, meaty. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck that intro, man. Yeah, real long, dude. I mean, most of the song felt like an intro. Yes, like more more than half of it was, I believe. And I think the problem for me was that because so much of it was intro and mood building, that once it hit, even though the meat of the song was adequate, mm-hmm. it got the job done, it was pretty good. It felt like it did not meet the sort of atmosphere that had been established by the very long intro. Because the keyboard intro, the synth intro, I was like, oh, this is sick. Pretty and then good. it and hit then that it, riff, and I was like, oh, that's a cool fucking riff. Here we go. And then I was like, oh, shit, I got two more minutes of this. Mm-hmm. And then it finally kicked in and picked up, and I was like, well, this is pretty good, but like... Pretty good. But damn, dude. Compositionally. Yeah. I think it would have been better with the, you know, the death metal up front. Mm-hmm. Maybe then put some synth in sort of in the middle or something. Sure. Don't don't lead with two minutes of intro. Yeah, you could... You could Either, like, you like, could either like, like bookend, bookend or, it or like have it come in and then just have it be as an element in the fucking song. You could have an interlude in there yeah. that leads into yeah. your kind of final crushing bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you nailed it in that the issues here are compositional. The riffs were cool. The production was good. I think the delivery was really solid all around. It looks cool. I like the art. If I saw a tape that looked like this, you know, sight unseen, I'd probably pick this up for five bucks just to see what it was sure. all about. Right. Um, but compositionally, it does leave a little bit to be desired. I don't know the average age of the people involved. I don't know if they've been involved in a bunch of other bands first. This is their debut release. They're feeling it out. They're figuring right. it out in real time. You right, know and, I mean? and who knows? I mean, you know, it's the first track of, of four, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, we'll say 16 minutes of music. Sure. So maybe the rest of it isn't just doesn't take so fucking long. Right. Doesn't need so long to cook in the oven before anything happens. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. Half that fucking song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, with with that being the opening track on the record too, it didn't really get the job done in terms of like sinking its teeth into me and convincing me that I should stick around for the rest of I the was runtime. Kind of checking out. I was checking out for sure. By the time that was the problem, though. By the time the song song kicked in, I was like pretty checked out. Yeah. So I couldn't even really like enjoy what was happening because I was just like, damn, dude, you guys ate of a lot of time getting here. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, not the strongest first impression, but if I sit back and look at it objectively, I think most of the stuff on display here is hitting pretty well. There are just some compositional decisions that I would not have made. And I might spend time with the other three songs on this and see how I feel about it. Or I might just come back when their next thing comes out and see how it strikes me and yeah. assume that they've probably uh, made some course corrections, some adjustments, some improvements. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. What's next? Three. All right. Three is Snarling Dogs with their demo. I'm going to get some good old Pittsburgh hardcore, I think. Um, I do no not. No modifier hardcore? I bet this is going to be pretty close to no modifier hardcore. Again, if it's not, I think it's only be going to be because of like a more overt retro sensibility or something that pushes it like a little bit too far into punk yeah. to be considered no modifier hardcore. 
but I bet we're going to, at the very least, if we don't get some regular hardcore, we're probably at least going to get some regular hardcore punk. Right. You know? I, I like the snarling dog as a fucking poodle. Yeah, me too. It, it rocks. It's not a big <laughs> scary pit bull no, or anything. It's, it's a, a fucking poodle. It's a little angry poodle with red eyes. Yeah. Poodles get pretty big, man. Yeah, that's true. They can get pretty large depending on the on the subbreed, yeah. for sure. They don't, they're not all little... Pocket poodles. I mean, they look stupid, but they probably lay 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 a good bite on you. I yeah, I, I've seen some poodles that I I wouldn't want to get a chunk taken out of right. me by for sure. Right. Um. So I do not believe a particular song was uh was recommended to us. We'll we'll just start at the beginning. So we're gonna listen to "Nothing Left" by Snarling Dogs off of their demo that just came out on March eighteenth. So we were wrong about what we were going to hear. We just heard nothing left by Snarling Dogs off of their demo. Not hardcore at all. Not hardcore at all. But I think similarly to um, the shit that we heard earlier from Washington, that fugitive bubble stuff. Pig Earth? Uh, oh, yeah, the fu- the no, yeah, the the fugitive bubble stuff. Fugitive bubble. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say like similar to that. This sits in a place where like if this had come out in 1983. They would have been playing with hardcore bands, even though they weren't like a band like the Dicks, for example. Sure. This reminds me of the Dicks a lot, and sure. that it's clearly punk. It's also clearly informed by just straight up rock and roll, and it certainly has a DIY and underground ethos that I don't think you would arrive at by any other way than through first wave American hardcore. So in that way, this is a direct result and continuation of that same sort of like ongoing family lineage. But fundamentally, you're playing 
punk infused rock and roll music. Oh sure, and this it's and it was a really good version of it too. To contemporaries like Man Eaters. I was going to say Man Eaters is a perfect contemporary Hell reference Regal. point. Hell Regal from Indy. Yep, right. exactly. Yes, fits right in alongside him. And I thought this was real good. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I'll listen to the rest of this tape for sure. Yeah. I can't. I don't know how much I can really pontificate about it. It was rock and roll music, and it was well done rock and roll music. It was. If we compare it to like um, Pig Earth, yeah, less flannel, more white t-shirts and and jeans. Absolutely, white t-shirt tucked into your like light wash jeans. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's the look. No striped tees. No, no flannels. No striped tees. No flannels. Yeah. Right. No Short, s- shorter hair. Right. Yeah. Not so sloppy looking. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yep. This is uh, this is more Detroit. Yes. For less sure. Less Pacific Northwest. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. for sure. And it was hitting for me, man. It got the job done just fine. I mean, whatever is coming out of this camp, whatever they're deciding to do, seems like they have the chops to do it. Because some of the people that play in a lot of those Pittsburgh hardcore bands also, most of them who, play in like indie rock bands yeah, and who, shit. Who's that in this band? Also rip. I, I think, so let me let me see what uh, what TJ said. I know it's members of Ratnip at least, mm-hmm. um, which means it's members of other bands too because all of these bands share members. Um, so he said, okay, so members of No Time, Speed Plans, Ratnip, etc. Okay. So there you go. People who all know what the fuck they're doing. And as I was saying, all of the people in those in the Pittsburgh hardcore bands right now all seem to play in like indie rock bands, shoegaze bands, etc. that are also all really good examples of whatever genre they're playing. So it seems like these people are all just like hyper-competent musicians. Sure. Um, all right, let's roll the dice one more time. One last time. We only got like two messages to listen to. Oh, so. cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love when cool. people don't isn't talk it great, to us. Isn't it great we don't have any fucking content for our <laughs> podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's so cool when people don't give us free content for our show that we ask them to do, that yeah. we ask them to submit. Three. All right, three is the new Paprika. Glad we got around to this. If for no other reason than we can uh, big up the homies. Yeah. So I was told to listen to Supply Chain Wallet because it's the newest song uh, that they've written. So we're gonna listen to Supply Chain Wallet by Paprika off their upcoming tour tape, Smoked.
just heard Supply Chain Wallet by Paprika off of their tour tape, Smoked, which will be available when they hit the road here in the next couple of weeks. How'd you like that? Pretty good. Pretty raw. Very raw. Very raw. They, they, I think they self-recorded this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty good. Pretty raw. Um, dug the lyrics. For sure. Right? Yeah. It kind of like uh, reminds me of that dystopia song. I gotta get a job. Oh, I don't even like money. I don't even like I don't even like money, <laughs> but I gotta get it. Uh. Yeah. No, the lyrics were good, for sure. Yeah. Jeremy's a smart guy. Yeah, he is a smart guy. I think his vocal uh, his vocal placement has gotten better on this new stuff, too. He's, yeah. like, learning to be the front man for a band. His his delivery, I love the Paprika demo, but I think his delivery on it is, like, it's very manic and very freeform, and it suits the demo. The demo felt more like it was in line with, like, some of the weirdo like New York hardcore punk, but like really weirdo hardcore punk stuff um, like Dawn of Humans and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Whereas this new shit feels a lot sharper mm -hmm. in terms of the songwriting. It's a little bit more reined in, Compact, not, yeah. not as frantic, more yeah. like directed. And yeah. I think his vocal delivery suitably has risen to meet the occasion. Yeah. I like this. I think it's really good. It's solid, like mid-tempo, stompy, blown-out, DIY, hardcore punk of the like post-hoax, post-gag variety. Yeah. And I don't think that they're aiming for anything other than that. I've heard the rest of this, too. There's uh, expectedly plenty of like D-beat influence on this, sure. too. It's, it is squarely in what used to be categorized by the skinny headband types that were too afraid to just say they liked hardcore as quote-unquote raw punk. It's hardcore punk. It's yeah. lo-fi, noisy, hardcore punk, and it's a good version of it. Yeah, yeah, I'll pick the tape up when we see him. For sure. And I'm stoked to hear the new stuff uh, from the Iron Lung LP that's coming out, which I know they're actually recording that like in a studio studio. Yeah, so that that was that that was my only thing about this is like I know it's a tour tape and everything. This is pretty raw. This is pretty grating. Yeah, I liked it, but I would have liked to hear a little yeah better version for of sure. This. Yeah, agreed. But good move, right? Yeah. Give us the raw track, put it on the fucking tour tape for sure, and uh, then we hear the real deal. Yes, absolutely. later on down the road. Yep. And thanks for not selling this fucking tape on Bandcamp of making people come out to get it on tour. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good that's a, move. That's a good move. That's what we did when we did the promo. Good move. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, good move. I respect it. I, I, res I respect anybody who does the same things that I do. I hope that the live set is a fucking mess. The live set is good. It's you really know what good. I mean? Like, but a mess. Yeah, like, sure. that's that's good. That's that, I, I want to see. I want to see it barely hanging on. Jeremy is a really frantic, wild. I know. Front man. That's why I'm hoping that it's a fucking mess. It's good. When we played with him down in Lexington at Distorted Mess Fest, it was quite good. Right. I don't want to see. I don't want to see this band doing a pro job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it loose. Keep it loose. Yeah. Keep it fast. Keep it loose. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I think uh, I think we've reached our quota of music for the night. Let's listen to a couple messages and then uh, then clock out. All right. Yo, what up, what up? Uh, so, Gray, I know you booked him, and I uh, just wanted to give you an update on some surprising new developments, but uh, Cemetery like this, who has been a big hater of karate in the pit and uh, crowd killing and all that shit, making Facebook uh, posts about, you know, if you guys did this at one of my shows, you know, just a little cringe shit has done a complete 180 uh, because apparently he experienced crowd killing and fights breaking out at one of his Texas shows, and he's all fucking for it now. I guess he's just in love with the fucking chaos and violence of it all. Um, he posted some funny videos of uh, fights breaking out during one of his sets, and he's just egging them on, telling everybody to kill each other and calling each other, calling everybody a bunch of fucking pussies. Um, it's just, it was just surprising how 
how much of a 180 he's done. And uh, since I know you booked him, uh, you know, you got you got free reign to just beat the living fuck out of someone during his set. Um, also, side note, you guys have been playing a couple, you know, really long songs on the podcast these last couple episodes. What do you guys think of Cobalt? Um, I, I don't think you guys have ever mentioned them. Um, I know they might be a little bit too polished for you guys, but I just think the riffs are just too fucking good that I don't ever notice when an eight-minute song has passed. Um, but yeah, I think I'm running out of time. Talk to you guys later. Eat my ass. Okay, so first of all, I acknowledge, you know, closing that up with saying that you think you're running out of time and therefore trying to be as succinct as possible and wrapping it up. It's the direct of inver- the direct inverse of something we're about to experience in a moment, but we'll address that in a sec. So let's tackle Cemetery Rapist first. So yeah, I did book Cemetery Rapist at the house in June. And uh, that's good to know. That's a fun development. You would think that that would be a part and parcel to the music that he's making, which is so deeply fucking stupid. Right. And it seems tailor-made to incite that sort of behavior that it seems shocking to me that it's taken him this long to come around to it. But I follow him on Instagram, and it seems like, in general, he is just really, really stoked and genuinely thankful to be playing music again and that people are responding to the stuff that he makes. And it seems like he's having, like, sincerely a very good time just being out and playing music. He seems like truly an incredibly nice fella who uh, likes what he's doing. So... I'm excited for that show, and I think kids that, will have a good time. That's sweetheart, the cemetery that's sweet, rapist. That's sweet, sweet man, the cemetery <laughs> rapist. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, we'll see how it goes at the Buck House, but I imagine everybody, all parties involved, will have a great time, and we'll all get along uh, like gangbusters. As for Cobalt, um, I'm passingly familiar with that band. I, I know that they had a run of records on, uh, what was it? It wasn't Relapse, but Profound Lore, maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know that they did a few records with um, through Profound Lore, and they've been vaguely in my sphere of like of awareness for many years. But I couldn't actually I couldn't hum you a Cobalt riff or anything. So it may be something that I've just never spent spent time with. Um, like I couldn't tell you the name of a Cobalt record off the top of my head. I just know that I have mutual friends and acquaintances with them, and they've played in, in circles that my friends bands have played in it and somewhat but or and and whatnot but i uh i don't know I've, i guess i've never taken the deep dive on cobalt i don't think i've ever listened to them period i'm sure that i have heard them maybe if i put on a record you know a riff might hit me and be like oh yeah okay you know spark that uh, recognition in my brain but uh i'll, I'll, have, to, I'll have to check it out yeah this i mean week, I, I'll sit with I, it it's this a week. band i'm aware of it's a band that uh when it's looking at discogs right yeah and when they're really active, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of over the hyper polished, sure, like clean cut black metal dude at that yeah, point. Yeah, of course. You know, right? No doubt. Like during that period of time, yeah, sure. I'm kind of over like the the, the clean cut like computer programmer looking. Yeah, IT, office guy, yeah, IT, IT guy, guy black, black metal. metal guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, whatever. It's not an. It's, it's not a. It's not an ad hominem attack or anything like no. that. It's just, you know, I'm kind of, I'm not really into it at that point. Sure. Maybe I need to go back and dig into their discography some. Yeah, this week I will, uh, I'll, I'll make a little homework assignment for myself. Maybe I'll put on some Cobalt Records while I'm working at the record shop this week. Yeah. And uh, and see how it sits with me and I'll report back on the yeah. next episode. Uh, so, la- so the thing that I was alluding to, AJ, buddy, hey, you've been doing so well, pal. 
I, I want to I wanna give you your flowers here. Tell you that you've been leaving messages that, that make it in under the minute and a half mark. Last week, I, I felt you slipping a little bit because you called and you didn't even know what the fuck you wanted to say. And then you just lapsed into talking about people who smoke cigarettes. Cigars. Cigars, right. It's a seemingly sort of directionless kind of diatribe that wasn't even related to the thing you thought you were going to say. Mm. This week, you followed that up with a nearly three-minute long call. And I want to remind everybody, if you never called the hotline, the only information given in the message before you have to leave your message is, hey, 90 seconds or under, that's the rules. And there's a timer on your phone. So you can look at it, see how much time has elapsed. Didn't, didn't, was it Tim Neff that clarified no, this? It was, yeah, Tim Neff or TJ or somebody. Like you, you, there's a, you just look at your phone, see how much time has elapsed and then add 90 seconds after the beep sounds. Right. Three minutes is unhinged shit, dude. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. So I'm not going to listen to this. Whatever you said in this, I want you to rethink it. Imagine a way in which you could contain this information into a 90 second clip and maybe next week try again. Okay. I believe in you. You just need somebody, you just need someone to ring you in sometimes. Yeah. Um, so we got a couple text messages. And this says, Nate Gray, Nathan Grayson, long live demo listen. Okay. That's true. My full name is Grayson. I, I don't talk don't about it frequently. Talk about I don't talk about it frequently, but that's correct. Yes, my name is Grayson. Got an image here. I think this is from Zach, <laughs> Zach Honeycutt. Just a reminder of the speed with which Western civilization is fa is falling. Saw this in my Facebook feed, not but five posts down from my grandpa posting about her, uh, her dead or from my grandpa posting about her dead friend's celebration of life. So I think you meant grandma, but um, it's an ad through from Photo HDR Street Concept that says get rock hard erections and make your girl come at least five times in a row. Guaranteed effects, medically proved. Okay. And then it's a cock shooting a big cum shot onto a woman's right. mouth. It says as seen on Playboy, Men's Health, NBC, Fox News. Fox News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a free trial too. And there's some CBD <laughs> gummies as well yeah. uh, there. So this is this is what the fucking eggheads are giving us. This is what, yeah, legit. I mean, genuine. I know. That's why I said we need to take care of them. Yes, we We, we yeah. should have taken care of them before, when they were in the womb. There's, a, there's an early Chappelle show skit in which he imagines what the internet would be like if it were a real place. Yeah. And he goes to it, and of course it's a hell, in right. which he's being constantly bombarded by ads, and women are like, you want to see me come? You want to you fuck me? And he's like, no, well, I'm just trying to yeah. get a pair of shoes, leave me alone. It's real now. It is right? real. We've talked about it before. Gas station TV, That's it's the thousand little cuts, man. Right. It's the thousand little cuts. It's, every insult is so small that it's barely worth your ten, worth your time. But they, but, but it's cumulative. It and it is, and it's how they just incrementally normalize this shit. First, right. first, it's fucking Cheddar News. I hate that motherfucker so much. And you know what? When Cheddar News started, there was a button that you could press to make you it go away. Anymore. You can't go. You can't do it anymore. And pretty soon, the Cheddar News screen is going to be a little bit bigger. And pretty soon, you're going to be able to pay to not see Cheddar News. Right. And pretty soon, it's going to be subscribed it, on the fucking screen in your car. Pretty soon, your homepage is going to be Cheddar, Cheddar news. news. Pretty soon, your fucking social media that right. you use to stay right. in touch with grandma. Right. 
Oh no! Every game's gonna make you come in thirty oh, seconds. Oh no! You have to pay to right. see Grandma's post. Otherwise, it's just Cheddar News. Right. We're headed for it. Dude. We should have taken care we of those motherfuckers done it, dude. years we ago. We should have seen, it. dude. We'll, you know, and it's not even right now. Yeah. Like prevention is out. Prevention is fucking out of the question. Yeah. Yep. 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 Retribution. Yes. Now it's retribution for sure. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's this. Our agenda is all vengeance based now. Yes, yes. Um, so our next one is uh, just a, a text from Scythe reminding us that chain to the bottom of the ocean, who we heard on the last episode and liked a whole lot, is coming through Indiana. They're playing the Krishna Den on April sixteenth. So they're playing a house show. They also wrote us and thanked us for the kind words and sent us a super secret link to listen to the whole record, even though it's not out yet. And I haven't gotten around to listening to it yet, but I will this week and I'm sure it's very good. And I fully intend to go up to the this house show. Oh for sure. And uh and check them out in a basement. Yeah. Sixteenth. Sixteenth, yeah. yes. And our last one here, uh, goddamn, goddamn dude, since March 6th, I can't even fuck my girlfriend without hearing it's Jesusaurus Rex. Oh, that's your kink now. Yeah, that is your kink now. Hit up John Hall. He'll get you covered. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I, I think he specializes in just feet stuff. So if, if your kink, if, if this new uh, paraphilia is not directly tied to feet the and feet of jesus or cartoon Rex, feet and cartoon feet specifically then i don't know if he'll be able to help you but if you're a foot guy and now you're also a jesus or rex guy got the perfect guy to, to help you out man we've, we've solved all your problems yeah for real yeah right. we, we we both created the problem and solved right it. this will have your girlfriend coming five times in 30 seconds yeah that's right <laughs> so on that note let's wrap it up for the evening i already did all the housekeeping i don't have anything else to say my voice is shot my brain is shot it's filled with oatmeal Skyler, my buddy who sings for Who Decides, characterized his brain today as a colony of ants, just all independently doing their own thing with no direct correlation between his actual persona or spirit. Mm. Just a colony of ants just sort of doing things up there that cause him to act in ways that he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand He doesn't all. understand at all. No. <laughs> and can only retroactively view as if uh, a bystander in his own life. Right. And I often feel that way after we get done, get done recording this show. Don't know what I said. Hope I didn't say anything too insane. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter because we'll all be dead soon. Reality is but a fragment of a dream of a dead God. Indeed. We'll see you next week.